Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of MyLastJoin.com podcast. Now, if you just tuned in, I need you to go back one episode. So go back to episode 24 and listen to that first, because this is actually um, the continuous recording from the episode 24. So this is the second part, but you really need to listen to the part one first. Um, that way it makes sense and you understand what's what, what, what is this all about. Um, what I'm doing now is I'm dividing some of the episodes, some of the recordings that were slightly longer um, in half, so it's all around 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, make sure you go to the part number one, which is episode 24, and then listen to this one. Um, so I won't, I won't give you too much details. Um, you'll have to listen to the episode itself. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the end. Bye for now. And I'm, I'm trying to remember what that one, what caused me to go off the rails that next time. Oh, I know now. Okay, so I made it all the way to the beginning of the pandemic. And okay. um, so by then it was 2020, early, you know, six, six months went by. And it was, you know, early 2020. And uh, I got crazy sick. I wasn't using any weed or anything. So I was pretty happy about that. I was feeling good. I was so glad to be back, you know, around six months. And, um, getting back on track and the beginning of the pandemic happened and I was just home and that's fine. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't tempted or anything like that, but then I think I had another friend come in from the past and, uh, he had some edibles. I thought, well, I could try a little bit of edibles. I, it was just on a whim. I had a couple beers. That's another thing, you know, really got to watch out with the drinking. Not, I, I hate being hungover. I'm not a big drinker, but I do know the willpower goes out the window after a couple of beers within an hour, you know, these heavier, uh, you know, um, uh, alcohol content, uh, like, uh, microbrew kind of beers or whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I ended up getting, um, high and then, and then I was sort of off the rails for like a month and I got one guy more, got another cartridge or couple cartridges of vapor cartridges and it sucked my wife was away during that time she was um away for work and i thought you know beginning of the pandemic everybody's doing these zoom happy hours i just sort of got carried away with it i'm like i'm home anyway um but again it was horrible every time i got stoned i was like you know this sucks i my, my conscience was you know, be, beating me up and I was feeling terrible. I wrote all that stuff on Reddit and here I was off track again, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I have to do it at some point and got away from it again. And now it's been, you know, over, it's almost two years now. So it's over 600 days, but you know, I gotta be vigilant still happen at any time. Uh, just recently I was, it, it just crossed my mind again. And, uh, I've been in the middle of a job change and I knew there could be a with the new job so that was what kept me from doing it for sure um but i mean you know all, all the different things that i should have done you know like check in with reddit and uh look at my list of original reasons for quitting they i mean i was i was still thinking oh maybe i'll go get some and try you know just this one time but it can never be this one time we we never get high for for just that one time we forget stuff it's for for that day the next day the next day and the next day we just don't really have that capability of, you know, controlling it. It's like, it's like, you know, a bad relationship with a, you know, a toxic, really beautiful woman that, 
you know, if, if she's going to come around and she's still amazing, still, you know, think she's so attractive, even though there's all of these negatives, it's going to be pretty easy to fake, forget in the heat of the moment when you're caught up in excitement, you know, you're, you're caught up in that excitement mm-hmm. of that, of doing something that's a little bit illicit. But did you think at one point you sort of have to find, or at least move on to another problem? <laughs> Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's a funny thing. I had a lot of other, we're talking partners, but I mean, um, we're talking about weed, but other activities and stuff, you know, and I, and that's kind of the tricky part. I, I mean, I have a, 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 over 20 years in my career. I'm a, a big cyclist. I do all sorts of hiking, all sorts of home improvement stuff. I'm, I'm very, you know, a hobby heavy kind of person. I get into all sorts of things and, uh, People consider me, you know, pretty good at a lot of things that I do, I suppose. And, um, so it's not like I didn't have a lot of other partners anyhow. It's just, and so when I stopped using weed, that none of that really changed exactly. I didn't suddenly become necessarily a better cyclist or necessarily better at my home improvement projects or any of that, to be honest, or my work really, mm-hmm. at, but it was just more about what do I really gain from it? The biggest advantages, um, you know, for one thing, it's really changed my perception of time. That was surprising to me. I no longer feel like, where did the, where did the day go? Where did the evening, where's the weekend gone? You know, time moves a little bit of a space for me. Not when I'm not using, which I love. I'm in my late forties, not love another year going by. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You start to like, I really cherish your time. Um, I feel a lot more present in conversation with people. I'm a little easier to stay on track. I, I have bad ADHD and I'm not medicated. I have a hard time. I mean, it's a common thing for us ADHD people. All the hoops you have to go through to get the medication and stay on track with counselors and therapists, they're not all that compatible with the way that we work. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like a sailboat with a lot of wind, but no rudder. I'm just going off in whatever direction some internal part of me wants to go. And I think now that I'm away from weed, I'm a little better off with that. I can, I can steer slightly better. Um, I'm more, I'm less likely to sweep things under the wood wood, uh, rug and just ignore it with a haze like I was in before. I'm going to wake up more refreshed. There's a lot of positives that I just can't ignore. And, um, that's sort of what's what's really changed for me is mm-hmm. eating better. Uh, I'm not eating as much junk, although it's easy to replace weed with eating crappily or drinking too much or much uh, social media, internet. You know, all of those are forms of little dopamine that we're going to chase after, and you got to really watch out for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I find that, you know, especially in the beginning of like quits, when you're going through those really rough weeks and a month or so or more, I was looking at just too much random internet and I would get so tired from it and just washed out. Um, and I realized, you know, there's, there's an issue there. I mean, every little click you do or every little page you look at or whatever is another little bit of dopamine and you're just sort of hitting that dopamine trigger over and over again. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So you want to pick out things that are a little bit of a longer format, like maybe a pod podcast, audio book, or a familiar movie, or, or or something like that, or go for a long walk and 
listen to a podcast, just something that's not just a bunch of random clicks or more just content like YouTube that's going to be throttling your dopamine receptors. Yeah. Can can I ask you, knowing what you know now, after this whole journey, would you do it again? I probably. I mean, it was just inevitable. There were a lot of positives. I met really amazing people for my years. I mean, I wouldn't probably say I should have let it go on for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, throughout the whole thing, I've met amazing people through that counterculture, through that secret society of stoners. And it's changed now. It used to be much more of an underground, you know, it wasn't that you go to the store and buy it. And now there's baby boomers, you know, going to older people um, buying it. And it's a different story than it used to be. But, um, yeah, I mean, it got me out of my shell a little bit or opened my mind to some things. I hate to say it, I, probably, I shouldn't do it again, but, you know, I just don't know how I would avoid it. I guess if I had a real choice, maybe I would I would try not to, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not a very spiritual person, and I don't really think in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, in, in, listen, in all honesty, you know, I, I don't have any problems saying I would do it again, but obviously I wouldn't do it for so long, and, you know, I would, I would at least try to get control of it much much earlier on than, you know, but then, that's the scary part. I try to get control of it and we know before I was 20 and all through my twenties and all through my thirties. So but man, I mean, I, I definitely tried to stop so many times and I didn't have any structure to it. I didn't have this whole leaves thing where there's other people talking about it with the tips and you realize that it's a little trickier than you thought it was going to be. But and then I just sort of, did my own thing. Mm-hmm. Even now, all of my sports been anonymous. I don't really talk to anybody about this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I mean, out of weed person. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's exactly the reason why I'm doing this because I you know I don't think that's it. I don't think that's even remotely enough help out there. And you know, with all the legalization happening, I mean this is going to be a huge problem. And it. it Exactly, like you said. I mean, um, you know, I was I was struggling for about all all four and a half years, and you know, I did manage to to do it in the end. And now it's been um, over a year and a half, but it's it's freaking hard. And you know, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, first little bit. I you uh, you may have seen. I told I have a big list of tips. That I post up every once in a while on leaves, although they've kind of said don't don't post that up. We'd rather have you type stuff, but it's I don't have time for all that. So I suddenly put together all my tips, thing that I could copy paste. Um, and the reason I put that together was to help people because I all these things are things I've picked up from leaves over the last you know few years, and it's it's a it's a crazy thing. I mean, you just don't expect it to be like it's going to be. First of all, there's you know, initially in the first few days, there's that nausea and you, you don't feel like eating, but you know, you feel like just almost dizzy from it and so anxious. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always just person, you know, people always talk about that too. When is the anxiety going to end? Well, you know, I started using when I was 17 and I would say before that I was kind of an anxious person. I mean, we all have these 
slightly, I mean, trauma is a funny thing. There's different levels of it. It's very traumatic what happens to a lot of people with, with big incidents, but small incidents can be traumatic too. Like when you're in school, maybe, you know, you feel awkward speaking in front of the class and you mess up a couple words and just keep rethinking that, you know, when you're, when you're a kid. And, you know, I was, I was pretty shy and just sort of anxious about, you know, stuff in general, big groups of people and speaking and all that stuff. So I think there's going to be, and then as you, now that I've stopped using in my late forties, I am still very anxious, especially now, but that anxiety, I think that's normal. I mean, my, my late forties life is super complicated. The world news is a total disaster. Um, my job's always kind of, I mean, I'm in IT, so it's never super stable. Uh, the future, you know, I see people that are retired now having a good time. I got, you know, 15, 20 years before I'm retired. Is the world going to be, is there even going to be a retirement lifestyle for me then? I don't know. I could go on and on about all that anxiety. They have nothing to do with weed. I will say that when I stopped using, I had a good job. I'm married. I have a home. I got cars, you know, or I got bicycles, uh, you know, good to go. A lot of people that stop don't have so much. They're in a crappy situation. Maybe they have no money or a terrible job or they're living with the parents. And, and it's a lot harder. And not everybody stops in the same situation. But I think that anxiety that people are looking to go away might never go away. It just no. might be a natural. you got to worry about some stuff a little bit. Yeah. And then the other people will talk about uh, the dreams. When are they going to go away? I, hey, I'm, I'm I'll just about at two years. I'm still having pretty vivid dreams a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're pretty disturbed. Sometimes they're dreaming. Like, yeah. Often they're dreams that people that used to be in my life are around, like, you know, a, a relative that's dead or a relative that's estranged. And, you know, it's disturbing for an old pet that's dead. And you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, that was an exhausting dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm two years away from it. I'm still having stuff like that. Not every day. It's way more intense than the beginning of the quit. And that's why putting those lists out for people seems like a helpful thing. You know, get those people, you got to get through that first week, second week, you know, and I think, you know, that's, that's a big, a big change. You know, it's almost impossible to say two or three weeks in not to notice a few positive changes. If you're really being introspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you, are you okay to send this list over? I want to have a look at it. What's that? Sorry. Uh, are you okay to send me the list? Or I'll, I'll have a look at yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll allow me. Well, I'll give you the email. My, my email now, so it's, it's that. Um, yeah, I kind of have it broken into two parts. I think an initial uh, list for when you first stop, and then, you know, just sort of more uh, longer thing to maintain, you know, vigilance. Perfect. Oh, I do. Alrighty, well, listen, we're kind of getting up to the to the clock now, so I'll, I'll kind of um, finish it here, unless you wanted to add something else. No, no, I I mean, uh, I think I covered most of the stuff I was thinking about. Um, yeah, I'll say, I'll, well, one other thing a lot of people mention um, on the leads is it's really different, too, if you quit using and all of your friends are stoners than it was for me. I quit using and, you know, I'm on my own. I, I have a few stoner friends and I don't see them all that often. And I just let them know, you know, Hey, I'm not doing it right now for work, whatever. And they don't, they don't care. 
I'm an adult. They don't give a crap. But if your whole world is just donor friends, I mean, geez. And I often say, well, what am I going to do now? I'm going to meet some other people. I think one possible suggestion, and it's something I do a lot. I mean, volunteering uh, will introduce you to other people. And often they're pretty healthy people, depending on the volunteer circumstance. Um, I just do stuff like in the forest, cleaning up the trails and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I met all the Usually afterwards, we'll go out and have, you know, lunch or dinner or something, snacks or something like that. And um, so I, I would I would advise anybody that's running into that situation of like, how do I make a new friend set? Um, look into something you're interested in and and try to put just a little time volunteering and you'll probably meet some new people. Yeah, that's a good lesson. It takes your mind off of your own worries. You know, you're sitting here stewing on your own ruminating on your own drama around quitting um you go out there and like for me work on the trails a little bit and obviously uh and talking to people but i'm not thinking about my stuff for a little while yeah you're right you definitely have to get your mind occupied and you know replace the habit not just stay there and think about how you're not going to cave in okay yeah well listen um i cannot thank you enough for this i mean I've learned a lot and, you know, I can see that you've been, um, through a lot yourself. And I mean, I think you at this point are realizing that this is not helping you anymore. Right. Yeah. And also, yeah, that's absolutely it. It was hurting me, you know, it wasn't helping me. It was no fun anymore. And, uh, once I did stop, like I said, you get through that first week or so. And I quickly realized not being high is a high. And it's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I do right. It's our world, man. And you start keeping track of all the different things that are a little bit better and it just builds. And, you know, um, that, that list never has to stop growing. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I like having the confidence of not having to be high around people. And, 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 you know, it was exhausting having to chase after that habit and get that stuff and all that, you know, business. Yeah. 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 Because it's a, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle, and, and like I said, I mean, not being high is actually is is you get this different sort of excitement. It's 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 a random excitement, a random laugh, and it's just yeah, it's weird. It's weird to describe it, but yeah, I completely agree. Right? Okay. Well, listen. Um, again, thank you so much for this. Um, I don't think this will be out until sort of end of um this month but when it does get out i'll um send you a message over and read it and um yeah yeah good luck editing it sorry i can be all over the place I'm no i don't worry sorry. don't worry don't worry i usually don't i'm usually i'm like a thought of runner <laughs> no no i mean honestly i like that because you know i learn a lot as well and this way you get to tell your story as well which is it kind of works both in both ways so um yeah, thanks so much for this again, and we'll keep in touch over the Reddit. And we'll probably see you, I'll probably see you um, in uh, the sub as well, in the leave, see? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I've been on there a little less, but their job is intense. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's just part of the and um, I mean, it's a, it's a whole new world there too, and working from home, it's so much easier than the rat race, so. Alrighty, and that completes episode number 25. First off, I wanted to say a huge thank you to our guest. Um, this episode 
and previous episode wouldn't be possible without him. Thank you to you, the listeners. If you liked the episode, please press um, like, follow, subscribe. Um, it helps a lot in terms of um, boosting the podcast itself, um, which means that more people find out about the podcast. Um, and yeah, we are doing more of this. Uh, we the, the plan is to sort of do another five of similar concepts, similar team, if you will, where I sort of chat with people that were abusing or still are abusing marijuana. And then we'll sort of switch to another team, which you will find out in about two weeks. Um, make sure you check our website. Um, we also have a free support group now. You can find it. If you go to our website, you'll find a link there. Um, I'm always um, appreciative of any feedback you have. If you do have any feedback, send it over. It's info at mylastjoin.com. That's my mailbox. Again, that's info at mylastjoint.com. And yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you have a good day, good morning, good evening, wherever or whatever time it is. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.